0: Aw the Villahino Shaitan our James Villahi Rahman Rahim. Alhamdulillah Billa Alameen Sallallahu to Barakwa Ta'alu Sallama ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Sayyidina sanadina wa Habibina Shafi no Mulana Sallallahu Alehi wa Alihi wa Sahdihi wa bad. Alhamdulillah Masha Allah Allah Ta'ala gave us Tafiq to make Khatam of this. Uh Mubarak, recitation of the Quran. This is one of the uh primary rights of the month of Ramadan. As the Rasul Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, sama Ramadana, and min The person who fasts the month of Ramadan in faith in Allah Ta'ala and belief that this is going to somehow be beneficial, that you're going to get something out of this. It's not just something you're going through the motions. Uh, Their sins, whatever sins came before, uh, will have been forgiven. The person who stands the entire uh, Ramadan in prayer. An allusion, according to the commentators, to this very Salat Tarawi that we read, that people uh, try to run away from and truncate. In faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and in good hope, in good expectation of reward from the Lord. Their sins that came from before will be forgiven. And the person who stands in the Laylatul Qadr in prayer, in faith, and in hope from the Lord for reward. That person, their sins will be forgiven uh, because of this Mubarak act. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted from all of us and Allah ta'ala give us tofir to find the Laylatul Qadr if we have not already done so, Amin. The recitation of the Quran and the Salatul Taraweeh is increasingly, it's fizzling out in front of us in front of our eyes People are leaving it they're, pe- they're leaving the enjoyment of the recitation of listening to the recitation of understanding the recitation of reading with their own eyes, of touching the mushaf with their own hands in wudu, of educating their children by it, this was something that was actually quite a shock to me, that probably a majority of the masajid in the world don't read a khatam of the Qur'an in Ramadan. And there are many countries in the world where this was not always the case. And there are some countries in the world where this was always the case over there that they didn't have this ni'mah, they didn't have this blessing. But this Qur'an and its recitation, this is not from the adab of this world. This is from what? It's the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam how that it comes in the Sahih Hadith that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to recite the Qur'an to Sayyidina Jibreel Alaihi Salaam in the month of Ramadan. In the last year of his life, he recited it twice. So for the person who says this is bid'ah, for the person who says this is ghulu, this is a case you can take up with the Sayyidul Anbiya and the Sayyidul Malaika. Alayhima Salaamallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you think one khatam is too much, your Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read two in the last year of his life, alayhi salatu was salam, to Sayyidina Jibreel, that's not counting his own Ibadah, that's not counting his own worship. Distribute it all, my friend. Send it to the women first, so that, they already have it. and then distribute all it. Just walk around and hand it to people. If someone wants to help him, please go ahead. This is mashallah, the barakat of Ramadan, the barakat of the Quran, mashallah. Even myself, I forbid people from bringing any of these things into the ribat, and now look look what happened. We're the ones who laugh at people who uh, come to these things just to eat and drink uh, sweets, and look, look what we've become. Uh, you cannot do anything about it. Allah, if you writes a rizq for somebody, it's going to get there, right? This aversion to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a sickness of our qawm. And one of the reasons why this place is here and one of the reasons why it's worth coming to places like this is what is that this is our attempt to what stem the tide and to mitigate and to push back and to reverse what this uh, uh, trend is. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, our half is read roughly one and a half juz, slightly less than an average of one and a half juz per per night in order for us to get to the khatam. And it didn't take longer than any of the other masajid. What did it cost us? No fundraiser mageddon, no sponsorships. (laughs) You see the the, the meager uh, place that we uh, are praying in, but it's a place to pray, Mashallah. And a person will know on the day of judgment how many angels are in which place and which place is accepted by Allah Ta'ala and which thing is accepted by Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and which wasn't. We didn't have fundraisers. We don't have a nice chandelier. We don't have flashy uh, uh, things going on. We don't have any of that. It's somewhat under-bathroomed and under facilitated, to be very frank with you. And I'm at every turn telling people, no, don't do this, don't do that, come on time. Etc. People, so many people were standing at the door the entire month. Why? Because they didn't know you can cross You can cross the lines as long as you don't cross the Imam. Or they felt uncomfortable doing so as well. To what end? What is it that we get out of it? Is what? Is that you get to listen to the Quran uninterrupted by anything and anything else in silence. Allah Ta'ala says in His book, Waqumu لِلَّهِ قَانِتِينَ stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in qunut. What does qunut here mean? It doesn't just mean the dua. Allah It's not just that, right? What is qunut? Qunut means silence and it means stillness. Don't move and stay silent. That qunut, that silence and that stillness, this is the ghidah, this is the fruit of the heart. And what is it that a person is reading one day? Hear the Quran when they recite the Quran when they read the Quran from the mushaf. This is a book. If a person were to ask what the topic is, I remember I did my undergrad in Near Eastern Languages and Civilizations. I have a bachelor's degree in Near Eastern Languages and Civilizations from the university. It's big, puffed-up words, and the bit behind it is completely baṭil. And so our <laughs> professor, who's a nice guy, I don't have anything bad to say about the guys. Just like as a <laughs> like he never did anything bad by me. I definitely disagreed with some things he said. He probably disagrees with stuff I say as well. No problem. But one of the things that he said in his introduction to the Quran class, he says that this Quran, the order makes no sense. One of the worst things you can do is open it from the beginning and read it from the beginning all the way to the end. You're not gonna understand anything. To him, this is a factual statement. What is the topic of the Quran? If someone were to ask, what is the topic of the Quran? Who could answer this question as a non-Muslim or as a Muslim? Someone says it's the word of God, It's not. but what is it talking about? The topic of the Qur'an is what the ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that you can know who Allah ta'ala is. Not ilm, ma'rifah, what is the difference? Because it's something that you will never be able to express on your tongue. If someone asks you who is Allah ta'ala, you can't express on your tongue. You talk about Allah, but you cannot define him. This is a book which is what? It is a spiritual reality that a person connects with the eternal, uncreated attribute of God's speech. And Allah Ta'ala chose words for it that teach you and teach me how the heart engages with Allah Ta'ala, how the mind engages with Allah Ta'ala, how the body engages with Allah Ta'ala, how you can know who Allah Ta'ala is. A person asks, what's the topic of the Qur'an? Is it a book of Allah? No. But all the fiqh books are based on the Qur'an. Is it the topic of the Quran, creed, aqidah, the thing that should supposedly unite the Muslims, right? Aqidah is in it, but it's not a book of aqidah, even though the books of aqidah are all drawn from the Quran. Is it a book of tasawuf? No, even though a person's tasawuf is all drawn from the Quran. What is it? It's organic. It's like real life. A person wonders, like you might wonder, what's what's the point? Tell me, what's the point of da'abi lahabi wa tab. There's like old man, and old woman. They're gonna go to the fire for being like screwed up people. Why is this in the Why is this in the Quran? Why is the Um Jamil her her burning in Jahannam worthy of being mentioned in the uh, the last revelation given to the Khatim al Ambiya alayhi mus-salam? Why is it that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his saying I'm not going to eat a certain type of honey to make his wives happy, is the topic of an entire chapter of the Qur'an. Why is it that the hadith of Ifk is a topic that's discussed in Qur'an? Why is it that the Prophet sallallahu his niqah to Zainab bint Jahsh radhiyallahu anha Ali His salam is mentioned in the Quran. Everybody if you say Allahu nurus samawati wal ard mathal nurih kamishkatin fiha misbah al misbah fi zujaja az zujaja ka'annaha kawkabun nuriyyun yaqudu min shajaratin mubarakah zaytuna la sharqiyyati wa yakadu zaytuhu yudhi'u wa law lam Nurun as-nar ala nur if you say this even to a kafir even if you say to a yahudi or a nasrani he's going to say oh that's beautiful that's deep even if you say to an atheist so they say well, you know, I don't believe in your Allah or whatever but that was beautiful man <laughs> that was beautiful why is the whole Quran not Not like that. Why is it, have all this other stuff as well in it? That seems like really day to day. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you in everything. In the most subtle and the most sublime of things, He's there with you. And in the most mundane of things, He's there with you. Is He not there with you? Is the guidance for only for you to sit and sound deep when you're smoking weed with your friends? And then when you go back to the quote unquote real world, He's not there with you anymore? This is a thing nowadays. All these people, like you know, famous podcasters and whatever, they're all going on acid trips and they're like, "This is deep, and that's deep, and this is." They see all sorts of fun things when they're on LSD and on mushrooms. When the mushroom wears off, what do you become? A, do you become a monkey again? What? What is it? Is that what it's? That's it's. That's a limit. The extent of your guidance. That's all. Because the person who says that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala doesn't belong in the dunya, that person is also a kafir. Doesn't have relevance. Deen has no relevance to your dunya. That person is also a kafir. This book gives you guidance from every step, from the top to the bottom. The people who are, who are people of kufar, they'll see some part of it, they'll recognize it's the, the other part, they say, what's the point? Why does Allah Ta'ala, why is he even talking about this here? If it's really God, why is he talking about it here? <laughs> Allah taught through this book will send astray many people and He will guide many people and He won't send anyone astray or allow anyone to go astray except for the people who love deviance. Why? Because it's guidance for every single thing in every single thing in every single matter. He tells you the ma'rifa of who the Lord is, what, who the Rabb wa ta'ala is. In your piety, in your sin in your happiness in your sadness there's something that will make you cry when you're happy there's something that will make you happy when you're crying you guys are pious people mashallah you're here for the khatam of Quran you're the uliya of Allah Ta'ala you're the people you make dua and like the fortune of uh, mankind changes up and down because of it but imagine a person imagine a person who's so distraught a person who's so distraught and then he hears what and then the, 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 the Nasara, they say, oh, God is love, God is love. And then they build huge mechanical armies and nuclear weapons and biological weapons and genocide. Depleted uranium, Agent Orange, children being born with birth defects and, 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 and uh, malformations for generations. And they say, ah, oh, we brought the gospel of Jesus Christ with Iyadu Billah, where they brought the gospel of the Nijal. And they say, look at these people, look at these people, these barbarians. Their religion is of war and of hate. لا من رحمة الله إنه يغفر الذنوب جميعا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. Don't ever give up hope. Don't ever despair in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He forgives all sins. Indeed, He was the most forgiving and He was the most merciful. جل وعلا. This Qur'an that carried the awliya of Allah Ta'ala through the generations, through desolation and through desperation. This Qur'an that carried the awliya of Allah Ta'ala from their comfort into the battlefield and into shahada and into everlasting life. This Qur'an that carried them when they didn't even have those options available to them. There are from amongst our ulama, alhamdulillah, from amongst the ulama, of our brotherhood. that when the farangi usurper usurped our, our lands, they sentenced them to death after torture. And then upon seeing on the day of execution the happiness in their face that these people are happy, and asking their uh, wretched, sepoy uh, 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 slaves, why why is this other swarthy brown man happy this day? So because they're going to meet Allah Ta'ala, they're going to be shuhada. Even a Salat understands what that what that means. Amongst us, there are Salats with Allah guide them. But even our Salats understand what what is that 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 Foz? What does it mean? They want it, but they just can't. For some reason, there's a barrier in the ghaib between them and touching that thing. The Farangi, even Mashallah, was so evil that when they would see that, they said, No, 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 no. This guy commuted his death sentence, put him in life in jail, exile him somewhere else. We're not gonna give him what he wants. The Quran carried him. Muana Ahmed Ali. Lahori. the original Sheikh of Muana Abdul Hassan Ali Nadwi. He was from Delhi. Uh, the British exiled him and they tortured him. And they when they let him out of jail from the torture that they put, put it put him through. One of my favorite stories. You probably heard it from me before. You hear it again. It makes me happy every single time. One of the weird tortures they did. They chained him to a block of ice until he passed out. It's really painful. Can you imagine that? They chained him to a block of ice and uh, 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 removed his clothing and just like chained him to a block of ice. And just you know, just as a form of torture. And uh, he passed out. And when they took him off, and he came back they said, they said, what do you say now? You know, will you legitimate our, uh, our, our, uh, our rule? He said, look, the body has become very cold, <laughs> but the Iman has become much hotter. He was the one he used to say, he used to say, they, they exiled me from Delhi and let me go after years in Lahore as an old man. No one knows who I am. I don't know who anyone is. They thought this guy's gonna starve to death in the streets. Does he, not know, does he not know that I carry inside of my heart the book of Allah Ta'ala? Allah Ta'ala will always guide me. He'll always show me a way out. <laughs> the person who fears Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will always show him a way through. Allah Ta'ala will always show him a way to, out of his problems. <laughs> Our Shafi'i brothers, mashallah, and also Sheikh Omar came, right? The Sheikh Yusuf uh, uh, Makassar, Sayyid, a prince of uh, uh, Makassar, one, one of the sultanates yeah. of Nusantara. It's a place now, it's in Indonesia. He was a royal prince. He left home to seek knowledge. His journey in seeking knowledge made him, at some point or another, the Shafi'i Mufti of Makkah Mukarrama. He was living in Makkah Mukarrama. He had his huge gang of marids. His students of knowledge would come from the entire world and learn ilm from him. And then the Farangi overthrew the kingdom of his father. And so he said to them, he says, But ba- ba- this is the time we have to go back. We have to now go and fight for- in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, leave this Makkah Mukarramah, and we have to fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they went and they fought, and they were defeated. And he was captured by the Dutch, and they were going to execute him. And Aurangzeb, Sultan Aurangzeb, actually wrote a letter when he heard about this happening, To the Dutch, saying, if you lay a finger on this guy, we'll burn your embassy and kill all of your people and throw you out of our our, uh, imperial grace. And so they commuted him to a life sentence. They sent him to Cape Town, South Africa. Because South Africa, the the Cape province was like Australia of the Dutch, like a colonial empire. It was a prison colony that they sent prisoners to. He was such a dangerous man to them. They put him in the hole. They kept him in isolation for years until he became an old man. When he finally came out, they just leave food for him, and that's it, because they couldn't kill him. When, as an old man, he came out of the 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 isolation, out of the hole, out of it literally was a hole in the ground. They went in and no lights, anything. They 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 uh, lit a torch and looked. What what is it? And they saw the. Quran written several times, the correct rasam on the walls all around. A normal man get, goes mad just thinking about it too much. Not only did he keep all of his marbles when he came out, what would he do? He would just like be an old man. He started a masjid like he got the community to dedicate a masjid which is aptly called Obal Masjid because it's the first masjid in South Africa. It's in the Cape Town. It's a very Mubarak place, a very peaceful place to this day. And he just sings songs to kids. Right, just sing like songs in Malay to the kids. What the what the farangi didn't understand was the songs he was teaching them is, is sang like a lullaby, but it's like basic the basic fiqh, basic whatever, so that the workers could sing these songs when they're working in the field so that they can preserve their deen. This Qur'an will guide a person wherever they go. In it is everything, the hukum of everything, the people who came before, the people who came after, the Rasul said the hadith of, Harf al-A'war from Sayyidina (laughs) Ali رضي الله تعالى عنه It's it's not a joke, it's the thing that lets you differentiate between one thing and the other In it is the the news of those who came before you and the news of those who come after you and the knowledge of what's going on between you right now In it is all of this barakah, in it is all of this power, in it is all of this madad all of our mashallah, Sidi Hazarat, mashallah love to listen to and sing nasheeds. It's not haram. I like listening to them myself. I like singing them myself, although people don't really like hearing it from me. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is the thing that the nasheeds that are sung are sung about them. They're sung for them. So have some weird of the Quran that you recite every day. Don't be too cool for school for it. If all you know is, then you're weird, it's okay. You can read it three times, 10 times every day. Maybe that can go to 15 one day. Maybe you can learn a new surah. You can read from the mushaf. If you cannot read a page, read an ayah. If you can't read a juz, read a page. If you cannot read a page, read an ayah of the Quran. Strive to know what its knowledge is. Don't chase after the operatic reciters. Someone is the Muslim equivalent of Luciano Pavarotti. Except for Pavarotti had a bigger beard than them. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if someone has a nice voice. You know, we all like to hear that. But that's not what the Qur'an was revealed for. You understand what I'm saying? Mawlana Yusuf, Hazrat ji Mawlana Yusuf ta'ala, the son of Mawlana Ilyas. The people who say his name are, sadly, we're poor representatives of him. But one of the things, someone actually brought him a, 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 a cassette player with a recitation uh, uh, from Qari Abdul Basit. And he's like, Look, look, there's this machine and it can do this. And he pressed play in the majlis in Nizamuddin in front of the sheikh. <clears throat> and after just like 30 seconds, he's like incensed. He like shut the thing off himself. He says, Is this what the Quran was revealed for? Is this what the Quran was revealed for? Someone's like, "Whoa! What are you talking about? not Go ahead and listen to your tape. It's okay. But is that what the Quran was revealed for? That we should marvel and gasp about it, and we should spend our himma and our resources in order to idolize that? Someone's like, "Why? What is he talking about?" Now he's saying, like, you know, I thought that was an act of piety. You know what I'm talking about? Just, mashallah, a couple of days ago, someone told me there's some big body from like somewhere in the Sharq who, in a state somewhere in the United States, they called him to lead the Eid Salat. And God help us if the man has ever spoken a word of the Haq intentionally, except for by reading the text of something else. And the only reason he's reading the text of the Quran and people listen to him is because of how wonderful and sing-songy it is. Otherwise, entire life, we have we have professional armies of Qur'an reciters who are corrupt people. And the Qur'an is only there to bear witness against them that they sold this money, they sold this book of Allah Ta'ala for money. This is not just me being like a jerk. Someone's like, man, Hamza, calm down, bro. Like you always, you always have to be a hater. Can't you just see the good in something sometimes? Okay, this may be a problem I have. Put me aside for a second though. The hadith of the Prophet it's a sahih hadith. Of the first three people who are going to be thrown into the hellfire. Do you know who number one is, the first one is? It's going to be the scholar and the reciter of the Qur'an who opened his mouth to give his big bayans and who opened his mouth to recite the Qur'an to show off so people will say, oh, look how nice you recited and how wonderful you are. If a man stands in front of a qaum of people and sings them a lullaby so that they go to sleep, And in the same breath, praises murderers and praises scoundrels and praises people who are being a between people and between the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a hajj between them and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And you want to give them the biggest platform, that platform, the biggest platform in the year, the biggest gathering of Muslims in the year in your locality, that platform in which forget about taraweeh, that platform in which who comes? Those people who don't even pray five times a day come. This is your one chance. Invite them back to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what did you give them instead? A lullaby. You put them to sleep. I told you this, didn't I? I said, you recite whatever dua you want in the, at the khatam. You read the Quran. You read whatever dua you want. But my humble request. What was it? Don't mock and parrot this uh, sing-songy style of you know, show business qaris. His dua was long. I won't. I won't. Uh, uh, I won't lie. Okay. I have enough too. <laughs> I had in my heart. This man recited the entire Quran, and Allah ta'ala if He answers every one of his duas. Amazing. What skin is it off my back? We're the only. We're the ones who are going to benefit from it. There's nothing else that's going to happen. So just let him say his dua. But don't mimic the lullaby of the uh, of those people who are trying to put the ummah to sleep using this Qur'an because the Qur'an wasn't revealed for that. That's one of the maat, the tahsinat. at the end. You have a, mashallah, Toyota Camry, which is the, mashallah, uh, the, the, the Mercedes Benz of this ummah, it seems like, right? <laughs> or at least of this community over here, right? Imagine it's beautiful, has the kit, the rims, everything, but there's no engine in it. It's a waste, right? Didn't I say, I said, don't read the dua, Just whatever it is, simply and f- in- innocently from your heart, whatever it is you want to say to Allah Ta'ala, say that thing to Allah Ta'ala, may Allah Ta'ala accept from all of us. Amen. But this sing-songy, rhymy, uh, uh, uh you know, lullaby thing, this is not what the Qur'an was revealed for. What was it revealed for? It's a book of the ma'rifah of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. It's the book that's there to tell you if you want to find a way to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. This is the way to do it sabilan. Whoever wishes to, this is the way you can take a path to your Rab Ta'ala. You're the drug addict. You're the drunkard. This is your path to Allah Ta'ala. You're the person engrossed in the in material things. This is your path to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You're engrossed in sins. You're L G B T Q R S T U V. Seventy two X Y Z. This is your path to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Your parents died, they don't love you. This is your path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't know how to wake up in the morning, you don't know the adab of how to go to sleep at night. This is your path toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal insanu maa gharraka birabbilka al-kareem khalaqaka fasawwaka fa'adda laka fee ayi rakkabak. This is your path toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, human being, Who's deluded you with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you think that this deen is only for Mulanas who give like long-winded speeches that should have ended like 10 minutes ago? Like Sayyidina Ali radiallahu Anhu said to his one-eyed friend who he narr- narrated this hadith from the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi to, Khulbiha ya My one-eyed friend, take it. Take this Qur'an. Read it. Benefit from it. Inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Allah ta'ala make us uh, His awliya, the I awliya mean, I mean. that He gave to the people who took from this book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a blessing and a barakah for, for us in this world and the hereafter I mean. and a testimony uh, in our haq and not one after us, uh, not one against us uh, in the hereafter. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.